To Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. To another edition of Faith on Fire. This is Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I'm Pastor Ventini from Rama Word of Faith, aka the Word Church. You know, Vince, we've been talking this week about the, the Magi's visit. Uh-huh. And as they came to Jerusalem, they you know, they see the star, they come to Jerusalem, they're asking, Where is this king that's been born? Herod has them come in and he's questioning them, and he, and then when when he finds out where this king where, from scripture, the scribes and the Pharisees, teachers of the law, tell him in Bethlehem, he sends them and he tells them, oh, I want to go. I want to go worship him. So when you find him, come on back so you can tell me exactly where he was so that I can go and worship him myself. And we've been talking about that whole process and how he had an agenda there where he didn't really want to worship. He wanted to murder him. But who is it that goes? This is what I want to talk about a little bit today. Who is it that goes? The scribes, the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, they all knew that this child was going to be born in Bethlehem. They don't go. Who is it that goes? It's the Magi that go. And we can think of them as the three wise men. We can think of them three kings, whatever you want to think of them as. They are all Gentiles. And they are the ones who go and worship Jesus. Jesus did not come for one group. Jesus did not come from one nationality. He didn't come from one race. He didn't come from one language speaker. Jesus came for everybody. And I know for just, we just touched on it just briefly yesterday on yesterday's show about Herod. Had Herod inquired of God about this instead of his own agenda, God would have revealed it. And there were probably people who thought God didn't come for Herod. God wouldn't have said anything to Herod. We have got to remember that God came for everybody, whosoever would believe on him, that it wasn't just the Jews, it wasn't just the good people, it's everybody. And I tell people all the time, just think about who do you think is the worst person that you know? Who's the worst person alive today? And in some generations, you know, our age and a little older, somebody might say Charles Manson, he's probably the worst guy alive today. Mm. And when Saddam Hussein was alive, he might have said Saddam Hussein. But think about the worst person that you know. Maybe it's your father-in-law or your brother-in-law or your sister-in-law or somebody. Jesus came for all of them. If they ask for forgiveness, Charles Manson at this point in his life could ask Jesus for forgiveness. And you know what's going to happen? He'd be, He's forgiven. be forgiven. His name would be now, written I in the Lamb's Book of Life. Listen to us talking right now and say, that's just wrong. That's not right. 
that shouldn't be, and I don't have to worry about it because he wouldn't do it anyway. Well, but you know what? If he asked for forgiveness, he would find. Forgiveness. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say there's immature Christians that would probably say that, but a mature Christian who uh, understands the will of God, uh, they wouldn't say that. You know, the Bible says God desires all men to be saved, and, and He really does. He so loved the world. He loves everybody, and. With that, a spiritual Christian will understand on the cross when Jesus was crucified, there were two other people on each side of him. There was one person on each side of him. I believe one was a thief and one was a murderer. And the murderer received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior on the cross. He told him, you know, I, I believe that you are who you said you are. And Jesus responded to say, this day you will be with me in paradise. So it's never too late to receive Jesus again as Lord and Savior. He's our Lord and our Savior. And I was just thinking about what you said about Herod wanted to come and worship and the Magi wanted to come and worship. Again, I like to define words when I'm studying the scriptures. Worship means to live for. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to live for God. We talked about it yesterday. They want to live for themselves. But Jesus says, take up your cross and follow me. Uh, scripture says, I, Paul said, I crucify myself daily. And Jesus said, again, whoever wants to be a servant must be, uh, I mean, master must be a servant of all. So there's a humbling that has to take place when you come into the kingdom of God. And a lot of people don't have that understanding or they just want to stay where they are. And God wants to take you from the comfortable to the uncomfortable. He always wants to deal with his people. And a lot of things may not make sense. But you have to just keep on trusting God and, again, live for him. That's what it talks about in Romans 12. He says, uh, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. But before that, he says, I beseech you, brothers, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy unto God, which is your reasonable worship. Some translations say your reasonable sacrifice. So, But worship means I, I live for you. Well, you know, what's funny is that, Paul's, Paul's really saying there, presenting yourself to God as a living sacrifice, that's the only reasonable thing to do. Right. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to do anything else. Right, that's right, the only right. thing that makes sense, is that after what Jesus has done, that we would present ourselves to and him. And that's why he said, it's your reasonable worship. That should, I mean, should that's be a reasonable, reasonable lifestyle. I mean, that's the only reasonable thing to do. If I die for you, do anything else. Well, we, we, some of those old movies we used to watch back in the day in the 70s when somebody saved somebody's life kept them from having an accident. They say, I owe you my life because you saved my life. So they go and want to do something for that person every day. A lot of sitcoms is like that. They want to, and that's what he's basically saying. I paid the ultimate price for your life. Your reasonable worship should be to acknowledge that every day. Don't, don't forget. The scripture says, forget not all his benefits. Remember, we talked about it yesterday. He says, when I send you into this good land and, and give you this, that, and that, don't forget me. And, you know, we've seen the, then it says in Deuteronomy 8.18, and you should remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power or the ability to get wealth. He does that in many ways. He gives you strength. He gives you breath, first of all. He gives you He gives brains. you creative wisdom. Yeah. So don't always say me, me, me. Acknowledge God. And the, I found this out. The more you acknowledge God, the more he will exalt you, the more he would favor you the more blessings you'll receive as you acknowledge him and not yourself. Who said that? He says, Jesus said that. Was that John that said that when Jesus was coming? He said, I'm a decrease. John that, the Baptist. Yeah, that he may increase. 
He's like, I, I ain't trying to steal Jesus' glory. I understand I'm a forerunner, but I ain't the one. Yeah, I have a ministry, but uh, the one that's coming, I'm not even worthy enough to tie his shoes. That's the mindset. But we don't have that mindset. Well, see, some of his disciples were, were saying to him, you know, man, he's getting bigger crowds than you now. Right, right. <laughs> we got to do something. And he said, no, 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 man, you guys got it twisted. He's the one. Right. That's the one. So, uh, And it was fine for him that he would decrease and Jesus would increase. Right. And Paul said it. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Yes, we have to follow Christ. And again, I tell people, Christ, God, him and his word are one. Get the word of God. Let it speak to your spirit, especially if you're born again. You have the capability of hearing the voice of God. Because Jesus said, my sheep know me, and they hear my voice. And the voice of a stranger they should not follow. That's why when I'm reading the word, I hear the voice of God. It's just like reading any book. I read a book of any author. I may not never met that author, but I hear his voice as I'm reading his words on his book. You know, earlier you're talking about how you watch a sitcom or whatever, and it would say somebody would save somebody, and they would they would want to do. They want to serve them. Well, I mean, they would want to do something for them. But you know, we a person doesn't have to die. You know, somebody does something for us, and we say, "Man, if you ever need me, call me. I'm I'm there for you if you need me." I owe you one until <laughs> they call us, and then. You know, the longer time goes by, we forget the... what it was that they did for us. Then all of a sudden, we're not that interested. And I think this happens to Christians. Oh, it does. I see this. Christians get saved, and they get excited. Then they're on fire. They're ready to go. They want to tell everybody. They want to do. And then over time, I think it's almost as if they forget exactly what it was that Jesus had done. And now they're not as excited as they were before. And it's not as big a deal as it was before because they... They've, they've, as they've got away from the event, they start to think, well, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal, and I've done a lot already. Well, you know what, Richard? That's why you got to stay in the Word of God, because as you were just saying that, I was reminded, I believe it's in the book of Numbers, when they crossed over the Jordan, they were commanded to put some stones up, and those stones were to remind them, and for them to remind them to remind their kids and their kids' kids, you know, what the Lord has done. See, Passover was the same thing. Yeah. Well, you know, and we celebrate Christmas. I, I really think Christmas is a celebration of remembering. It is. Easter is a celebration of remembering. Yes. It's yes. not as if Jesus is going to be reborn and come back to life on, on Easter. I, I think there are Christians that think Jesus is dead right now, and he's just waiting for Easter so he can come back to life. And then he goes back to sleep again. And then uh, next Easter, he comes back. Uh, Jesus is alive today. And what Easter is, is a celebration for us to remember right, what has happened. Right, right, right. And, and God wants us to never forget what the truth is. And again, on those what we call holidays, I, I remember. Jesus said that about communion, which is part of the Passover. Do this in remembrance of me. Well, basically what I did which I redeemed, reconciled, and restored you back to the Father, back to the fullness. He says, do this and remember. This is what I, this is, the Son of Man came to destroy the works of the devil, to seek and save those who are lost. We were all lost. And Jesus came no one to fulfill. One. Yeah. So he said, and so we have to remember that. So again, I like to encourage people, just stay in the word of God. And, and if you don't have any understanding, because I understand this. Anybody can read the Bible, but not everybody has understanding of the Bible. And this used to happen with me when I first got saved. 
and and, and I, then I had a oh I mean I had a King James. Now I have a new King James, but I had that all the D's and the thous in there. But I so I really couldn't understand it because that wasn't the language that I spoke. I came from the hood, so I spoke ebonics. You spoke the hood. <laughs> yeah, I spoke the hood. But then, but you know what? I and that's why I said about Herod. If he would have inquired of the Lord, God would have revealed to him because that's what I did. Because I couldn't understand the scriptures, I prayed and asked God. Lord, give me understanding of your word. I thought Jesus only came for white, middle-aged, middle-class uh-uh. Americans. Well, I read, I ran across the scriptures in John three sixteen that he so loved the world. Then I realized, Everybody. hey, I was in the world, so he loved me. But uh, I asked God for understanding of his word to give me some understanding as I'm reading it. And from that point on, he just started opening it up. He starts really speaking to me through his word because I came as a child. To my father, asking, making a request, and I didn't request a mist. I was fervent in what I wanted. I wanted to understand his his will, and he just started opening it up to me. So I encourage other people. I did that this morning before I started studying. I prayed. I prayed. Show me something, Lord. Show me what you want to show me. Oh, Richard, he showed me something awesome, and that's what he'll do. God loves to woo you. He loves to give you those wow moments. Well, see, the Magi when they found out where Jesus was go to him and they worship him everybody's got a choice today to go to jesus or not to go to jesus and it and there's two aspects to that one is that jesus came to save everybody so everybody has the choice to go to jesus and ask for forgiveness and accept him and become a child of god Mm -hmm. and then what you're actually talking about as a believer i also have a choice to come to jesus today come to the word I can get up in the morning and read the newspaper and watch a little TV and then go to work, or I can spend some time in the Word. And we all have a choice. And I can come home from work and plop down and watch TV all night, or I can Mm -hmm. spend some time in the Word. I can, on my lunch break, spend a little time in the Word, or I can do something else. We all have a choice. I have a choice. You have a choice. Everybody has a choice, to, even as believers, to go to Jesus or not to go somewhere else and do something else rather than going to him. And even as believers, we need to realize that I have a choice. And I've, I've talked to people, you probably have too. Well, I read the Bible once. I, okay, that's good. <laughs> so, well, I read it once, so that's all I got to read. Every time I read the Bible, I get something new. Right. And the whole idea that you read it once and now you got the whole thing down is just, yeah, I hear crazy. people say that. Yeah, I read the Bible once. You know, but the Bible is a is a, is a life occurrence. You got to read it every day. And again, the Word of God, because it's living and powerful, it's always giving birth to new facets of revelation. He, God will reveal something to you. He'll give you what's called greater revelation of something you read a year ago. You're like, I didn't see that. Or 10 years ago. Right. Well, he's always revealing the mysteries. And what you said, that wow moment, you go, wow, that's that's oh. what he meant. Well, that's right. <laughs> and that's what God wants. That's why the scripture says his word is living and it's powerful. Well, something that's living is constantly evolving as well. And God's word is constantly evolving. And he's going to, well, to him, it's always what it's it evolving is to us. So, yeah, it's our evolving understanding. to us. Right, right. Our understanding is getting right. greater. So once you that's why I say being a Christian, Richard, is so exciting. For me it is. Because I was I was not born again. Well, we all was not born again before. But when I got saved in 2000, 1999, 2000, this has been the most exciting part of my life. 
because I'm having fellowship with God now, and he's speaking to me. He's showing me things. He, he's allowing me to triumph over other things. If I wouldn't have the word of God or Jesus in my life as my Lord and Savior, I probably would have been dead by now, or killed myself, or did something stupid. But God, he, the scripture says, he's our refuge. And he, he does that. He'll, he'll, he'll speak to you in his word, and he'll, he'll perform his word. Remember the children of Israel in Egypt. God says, I'm going to show you some signs and some wonders. I'm going to reveal myself to you in ways that you guys are going to pack up and get up out of each. <laughs> You're going to have some boldness because slaves just don't pack up and leave. But God, with God, because God showed them his outstretched hand, they were able to muster up enough faith to, to check out, check out of Egypt. Well, you know, earlier you, you mentioned your earlier life. And you you could say, I might have ended up dead or in jail or whatever. Now, the, a lot of people listening to the show would say, well, I never, that wasn't my life. I was never going to end up dead. I was never going to end up in jail, probably. That's just not the kind of sins that I committed. That's not the kind of life I led. But yet we're all lost. We're all just as lost mm -hmm. as somebody who was doing other stuff. And that's what we sometimes forget, that that it's the blood of Jesus and only the blood of Jesus that can save us. It doesn't matter how good we might have been, what race we might have been, what national. You know, I think there's a lot of Americans saying that God loves Americans best. That, you know, America is a land of opportunity, that God bless America, and that God, God must have loved Americans best. And I tell people all the time, God doesn't love Americans best. God loves everybody. Right, he loves everybody best but he especially has a heart for his children those who received his son as lord and it doesn't Savior. matter what nation you were born in or what nation well, you live in or what language you speak i was just reading in acts where he says out of one blood he made all nations and it was a, he created all people life comes from god and the scripture says that god knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb and he know the plan and the purpose he had for us so with that understanding, again, back to Proverbs 4, 7, and all you're getting, get understanding. Ephesians says, find out what the will of God is. And God will reveal his will to us as we spend time with him. Like you said earlier, we can choose to spend our time doing this or we can spend our time with God. God is in his word. You See, can meditate on his word. You can talk to him. You can read it. You can listen to some Faith on Fire programs, and you and God will speak to you. That's what he does. He, he honors his word. When his word, he says it in Isaiah, when his word goes forth, it doesn't return void, but it accomplishes what it was sent to do. Now, we're sending his word right now. And right now, we know and understand that it's penetrating the hearts of the listeners because we're acknowledging him. We're here in the name of Jesus. Well, it's not us. It's the word of God. <laughs> right. That's it's, what the word of God does. And it's Christ in us, the hope of war. And the scripture says, those who are filled with the spirit, out of their belly should flow rivers of living water. It's not us. It's Christ in us. Jesus always acknowledged God. He says, it's not me. It's the Father in me. He does the work. Same thing we're saying. We're just here being vessels. See, the, and the Magi went to Jesus. They went to him. We, people have the same choice today to go to him or not. And even as believers, I've never been at my house and my Bible can fly across the room and hit me. I always have to go get it, right? Ooh, I have to go. That's what the magic I idea, have, huh? I have, Right. I have to go. I have to make that step to go over there and, and open up God's word. It, 
like I say, it's never flown over and hit me in the head <laughs> and opened up and said, read me. I've had to I've had to take a step. This is one of the reasons why people don't though. It's it's easier to go home and click that TV on. Well, it's easier to not do it. I'm reminded of the latter part of Hebrews six. It says, "He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him." So whether you diligently seeking Him is going to His Word, He'll reward you by showing you something in His Word, give dropping some wisdom on you. You He's can't read it without learning something. He's a rewarder. That's what God does. He's a rewarder of those who come out, seek him. Remember, seek ye first. I was just reading in Deuteronomy today. I read two places where it said God is a jealous God concerning his people. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, he doesn't want he anything want, ahead of him. Yeah, he don't want nothing ahead of him. And, and as, as spiritually maturing Christians, we have to understand that. When I first get out, of, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I say is, good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Heavenly Father. Good morning, Jesus. I ain't saying good morning to my wife. I ain't saying good morning to good morning, America. None of that. I'm going to acknowledge him first. Because that's part of the seek you first. And then I'm going to pray. And from there, I grab my Bible. I start fellowshipping with my daddy. And then the rest, that sets up, that sets the course for the rest of my day. Because I didn't sought first. And then as I go through my day, I'm still acknowledging him because I'm doing what he told me to do. I'm going to bless those who persecute me, pray for those who spitefully use me. I see somebody sick, they tell me they're sick or they got some ailment, I'm going to lay hands on them. If I got some oil, I'm going to anoint them and I'm going to pray the prayer of faith. I'm going to be a doer of the word. Well, see, a lot of Christians get up in the morning, turn on the news, good morning America, get the coffee. whatever it is, <laughs> they turn on the news, and what I find from the news is news is mostly bad. Then they grab the, it's the good news they right grab, here. They grab the newspaper and they look at it. And, I grab the and, news and the newspaper right is going. I guarantee is going to be pretty mostly no, bad. No, I grab the good newspaper, the Bible. But I mean, you know, if if this is your if your habit in the morning is to get up, watch a little news on TV, grab your newspaper and read a little bit of the news, you're going to be about half depressed before you ever get going because the news is bad. Right, and hey. that's what they, they don't do good news. No. It, it's the bad. It's wreck cell. Murder sells. That's what sells newspapers. And so pretty soon you get up and you before you've left the house, you know what? The whole world's going to hell in a handbasket. I mean, it's just going bad. And there's no hope for it. And, oh, man, you're, you're half depressed before you ever get going. Well, that's why you better start your morning off. The Bible says seek him early in the morning. It says that. And and I love what you said earlier. You set the tone for the day. I set the course you, for the day. You can, the tone for your day can be, man, the world's in a mess, and I don't know if there's any hope for it, and man, look at what just happened there, and look at that wreck, and look at that plane crash, and look at that, and oh, man, it's terrible. Or you can have another mindset, which is the mindset of God, that you've read his word, and yes, God loves me, and he's never Count it all me, joy. And he's never going to forsake me. The joy of the Lord and is my strength. All of this stuff. He always causes me right. to triumph. And he and he's always sufficient for every need in my life. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the, the world. The Lord is my shepherd, and I, I shall, shall not want. want. He means all. And so that can be your mindset as you leave your house versus man alive. Did you and here's that? one more other thing I do. When I walk out my door, guess what I declare? I'm blessed going in and I'm blessed coming out. I declare I'm blessed in the city and I'm blessed in the field. And you know why I say that? Because God said that about me. And I'm only agreeing with what he said. I ain't going to disagree with him. I'm going to agree with what God said. Because the Bible said, let God be true. And I'm blessed by God. Yeah. I'm, I'm made right I'm, before God. I'm in his family. Because God said it. Right. Because, because he I said, said it. it. Right, right, right. See, I'm in right standing with God because God said God I said was. it. God said And the Bible says, who you want to be? Are you going to be a man pleaser or a God pleaser? And we're a God pleaser when we're agreeing with what he said. 
And that's all. Well, it's easier and more fun is. to be a man pleaser, though, because we want everybody to like us. Man, uh, don't be a, take my, trust me, do not be a man pleaser. Scribe to be a God pleaser, because he said he's a rewarder. Well, that's he's a, a false. Who am I trying to please here, man or, or Yeah, yeah, God? right, right, right. <laughs> Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he'll exalt you. And, he, and that's the deal. Once Jesus is your Lord and Savior, and you see him as your source, he's obligated to make things happen for you. And, and, and favor, just what, in God's favor, the Bible says his goodness and mercy follows us all the days of our life. But then it says his favor goes before us. So I got God's goodness and mercy, goodness and mercy behind me, follow me everywhere I go. And then I got his favor that goes before me. See, I can't be anywhere that I don't can't have lose. goodness and mercy with me. Yeah, I can't go, me, I'd rather have it, because favor ain't fair. Favor is something you really didn't deserve, but you got it. But he says, I'm going to allow that to well, go before you. we don't deserve you. anything that God gives us. And, and, but, we don't but, deserve salvation. We don't deserve uh, any of it. But, but God is good. And he's good all the time. You know, and right before we go, there's not a lot of time left in the show. We were talking about this before the show started. A lot of times, and I've heard people say it. You've heard people say it. People say, one of these days, I'm going to clean myself up. One of these days, I'm going to quit smoking. One of these days, I'm going to quit drinking. One of these days, I'm going to quit cussing. One of these days, I'm going to quit do whatever it is in their life. And one of these days, I'm going to clean myself up. And I'm going to start going to church. What people have to understand is God's the one that cleans us up. The Holy Spirit, it's from the inside. You can't clean up your own inside. You can't clean that part up. Only God can make those changes. Well, so if a person's thinking, you know, this all sounds pretty good in one of these days, just one of these days, I'm going to get my act together. I'm going to get myself together and I'm going to start going to church and I'm going to ask God to forgive me. No, you ask God to forgive you. You accept the free gift of salvation. You get God's grace through faith, and God will do the cleaning up. And, and before we leave, Jesus said this in Matthew eleven twenty eight. He says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. But my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So all you got to do is come as you are. You got to come. He'll do the cleaning. He said, just come on, knock on the door. Come on in. We'll hook you up once you get in yeah, here. Yeah, the song Just As I Am is real. Yeah. It's not just a nice little song. It's yeah. just as you are. You come to God just as you and are. And we as spiritually between Christians, we have to let the world know that. We have to let our family members know that. You can't clean yourself up. You just come to God through Jesus Christ. He'll do all the work. You just have to... Yield, submit, he'll surrender, and he'll do all the work. Now, that sounds too easy. That's the good news. That's the gospel. It's you know, really that easy. Do something, no, you you got to do something. You got to do something. You got to surrender. That's it. You just got to so, ask. And we got to tell people that. Just surrender to ask the Lord. Uh, invite him do. in your heart, and, and he'll do the rest. And just stick with him. Jesus said in John 15, I am the vine, oh, you, you are the branches. you got to get some better clothes, and you got to start going to church. Uh, no, 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 no. You got to receive first. Yes, you want to go to a church, a good Bible-based church to get some learning, but uh, just invite him into your heart. And again, as always, we pray that this uh, ministry, this radio broadcast was a blessing to you. And uh we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of word. We have so much word, and we just want to remind you as the week goes by, just keep walking by faith.
If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.